Hi, I'm Mario Guerra, the former mayor of the great city of Downey, and I'm here with my co-host Eric Pierce, the editor of the Downey Patriot, and you are listening, you are watching Talking Downey with Mario and Eric. We have a very important show today. It is. It is. I'm it's, excited. It's a historic time right now in, in the city of Downey. And when I say historic, I'm not just being, I'm not exaggerating. It really is historic. Um, let me show you. I brought a prop. Uh, this is the, uh, the, front, the front page of this week's Downey Patriot uh, newspaper. Top story. Uh, Catherine Alvarez recalled uh, from the city of Downey. First recall in Downey history. Yeah. Um, off the top of your head, what are your quick reactions? Well, first of all, I love that you did this in red. Okay, mm -hmm. You don't normally do that in red, do mm -hmm. you? No, I think it might be the first time. Okay, well, see, there you go. Mm -hmm. And number two, the part that on the headline, which, by the way, I have nothing to do with. I asked her to print this out. This will be out in a couple hours. Um, so that is kind of fun to get to see it beforehand. Yeah. So there's some perks to this job. Anyways, <laughs> but in a landslide, landslide down the election. So um, I can tell you because it was such a landslide, uh, people in Downey, I mean, it was 90%, over 90% of the folks uh, voted to recall her. That is just incredible. I have people in Sacramento texting me and so forth. How did you guys do this? What did you do? Because 90% is such an incredibly big number mm -hmm. in a statement. That's crazy. Yeah. It's just absolutely crazy. You know, we, we, I think we both expected her to be recalled because yes. at being a special election, we knew that people were really going to go out, out of their way to vote, and they probably weren't going to go out of their way to keep her in office. If they were going to vote, it would be to, Correct. to recall her. But 90%, right. so out of every 10 people that voted, nine voted yes to recall her. Yeah. That's not it's incredible. Yeah. It's not even close. It is. it is. So when we had a measure to keep our police in fire, uh, measure, measure B, measure B, to keep our police in fire, right? Right now, the residents of Downey get to make that choice, right? So that's when the fire union put it on the ballot till it could go to the council. Mm -hmm. God, thank God that didn't happen. Yeah. But it went before the residents. And Eric, that was a landslide statement saying we love our police right. and our fire. It was 82%. Mm -hmm. That was a crazy number. Right. 90% says, boom. We really want this, and this right. is not what our city is about. That was an incredible statement. It's it, it's crazy, um, and you know you, that same night she she conceded defeat um, in, in a statement to the press telegram. So she's not she's not fighting it at all. She and I think that she knew weeks ago that she was going to be gone right. because she wasn't attending as many meetings as she would be expected to. She wasn't really attending events. She kind of checked out. So it's not a surprise to her. She she wasn't fighting. And and some of these psychologists say that usually a lot of times candidates, once the uh, initiative or the recall gets placed on the ballot, they kind of give up. So it did seem like she was kind of giving up. But she still, if, if they, even to her last moment on election night, it, the hypocrisy, her hypocrisy is incredible. She still blames it on on rent control. Mm -hmm. The reason that 90% of the residents 
on there, and some people, a lot of apartment, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, tenants in there too. It, it's not about rent control. It's right. like hypocrisy that she says it's about rent control. Oh, the establishment wanted out because I wanted to bring rent control. Do we think that all these people really were going to make rent control because the state has a 5% rent control and she wanted 3%? Mm -hmm. It's like it doesn't pass the smell test. It doesn't pass the common logic test. Right. And it's embarrassing, and she continues to embarrass herself to make that the, the story. It's yeah. silly. It's just absolutely silly. Mauro, you're very close with the proponents of the recall. What was their mood on Wednesday or you know Tuesday night going into Wednesday? What, what was the reaction? So I happened to be talking to Mayor Claudia Fermenta at the moment that the election results were coming in. Mm -hmm. And it was just a big scream. There was probably 50 people there. Mm -hmm. uh, and it was just a big scream of excitement. When you first see, the first number came in at 89%. She got 300 mm -hmm. votes uh, out of, you know, to, to keep her. It was 89% to get rid of her. So the second time, which is incredible to see that kind of number grow, it went from 89 to 90, right. and she moved up from 300 votes to 318 mm -hmm. for against you know 3,000 and something against. So the mood was very jubilant. The mood was we took our city back. Uh, the hashtag everybody's been using uh, Operation Restore Order. Mm -hmm. It's it's uh, this is good times for Downey that the folks took back their city. Um, there's a few negative people on social media says all oh, the voters voted on her and look what you guys did. And I kind of laughed. And my point is exactly the democratic process worked. Mm -hmm. The voters made a mistake. Okay, so let's be even fair. The voters voted her in. Mm -hmm. Okay, the residents in District 3 didn't want her. Okay, mm -hmm. they, they finally knew her criminal record. They worked their behinds off for two years to make mm -hmm. this on the ballot. And they did. So they got it on the ballot and guess what? The voters spoke again. Mm -hmm. So democracy worked. Okay, a recall process, right. which is not easy to do, very difficult to do. And as you know, they were 35 votes short in the first time. Right. Short, so. Marl, do you have any problem with the amount of money that it costs to host this recall, this special? No, the, because the I've recall. seen the amount of money she's wasted in the time she's been in office. Mm -hmm. You know, some of the things that she tried to get staff time, they had to pass a, uh, you know, an ordinance internally that you had to have two council members before staff would at least start working on it because she was having staff do crazy things. Right. And people don't see that. She spent that kind of money on herself, you right. know. Uh, she spent a lot of money on her city credit card. She spent a lot of money going to conferences and doing all these other things. But, it, you know, and the amount of money it cost the city, she was the swing vote to uh, get Gilbert Levis off, mm -hmm. our city manager, too. So, and that cost hundreds of thousands of dollars because we lost all our top people. So mm -hmm. her judgment came in question. So you know what? You know what? This is the best money Downey could have spent. It is kind of crazy to me how much an election costs. So to, I'm reading from the story that Alex Dominguez wrote. Uh, so Tuesday's election cost uh, over a half million dollars, $571,000. There will be a special election in November that will cost another half million dollars. It's crazy to me how much it costs to yeah. run an election. So those are estimates by the county, and I don't buy that it'll be that much. Because after all said and done on there, they only had one polling place. The rest of it was mail-in ballots. By the way, that's something I do want to talk about. Folks, this, this changes everything in every way you look at it. So that for this special election, for every election now in California, you're going to get ballots mailed to your house. 
it was 86% of the ballots that were cast uh, mm -hmm. here were, were mailed in. Yeah. So that's a significant number mm -hmm. that people are saying, okay, I got it at home, I'm gonna send it in versus right. showing up to the one polling place. So, so, so I, obviously I'm a district uh, uh, three resident. I voted in person. Yeah. And you know what, what was interesting? So it was over at Furman Park. I got there like at 7.05 a.m., five minutes after the polls opened. I, I just like voting in person. You just and want the sticker in person. I want the sticker <laughs> so I can post it on social media. But there were already uh, people outside Furman Park with signed proponents of the recall asking people to vote yeah. to vote yes. Um, outside the boundaries where they're, right. where they're allowed to right. be. But uh, to me, it really spoke to their passion yeah. and their commitment to, yeah. to, to the recall. And I, I drove the same thing uh, around eight something. I drove by Furman Park there and I saw, say folks, and I looked at my temperature in my car and oh. it was 49 degrees. It was freezing. You know, and you're right. There were three they women were out, out there, there, the yellow t-shirts with mm -hmm. the signs, again, legally on there. So there was the passion here uh, from everybody in our community. Uh, money was raised from, um, again, she keeps bringing it up from the real estate uh, folks and from realtors. And then I thought about it is, first of all, we all know that's not true because yes, some of the proponents on there were realtors. But Eric, the other thing is, realtors are the salt and the, uh, they're the establishment of any community mm -hmm. because realtors are involved in the cities that they, they represent. Realtors are Kiwanis, Rotary, Soroptimus, Optimus. Uh, they are involved in every charitable way and so forth. Mm -hmm. So I'm sorry, they, the part that realtors took a political part in this, besides rent control, and rent control doesn't necessarily hurt realtors all the time. Mm -hmm. um, I just think, again, it was disingenuous or a part, but again, it shows the passion. Well, you know, I, I'm, I'm a realtor, and, mm -hmm. and you know, realtors have a vested interest in in having nice communities right. and keeping property values higher. Right. So from so, that perspective, absolutely, absolutely. we want a so balanced city. I'm gonna counter that in a good way. Mm -hmm. I'm a resident of Downey. Mm -hmm. I have a vested interest in a nice community. So anything yeah. that I can do, so it's the same thing. You're, you're right. obviously from a realtor, but all of us as residents, we have that obligation and, and, and she, is no longer going to represent us, and that's a good thing from our city. Yeah, you know, I I will say so. I after the news came out, after she she was recalled. There was a lot of excitement, a lot of happiness, but I feel there's there's still a lot of I don't want to say turmoil on the city council, but a lot a lot of uncertainty. I think, and I think one repercussion of her being elected in 2020 is I think we're starting to see more people run for office who might be emboldened to run thinking that they're they don't need you know the approval of the establishment right. you, you know you know what right. i mean right. that it doesn't matter what's in their background right. everybody now is electable right. and that makes me a little bit concerned well but i think here's what happened first of all she united the community like never before mm -hmm. and i think every new candidate coming in is going to have a higher threshold because they're going to be vetted a lot more than she was. Mm -hmm. And I think you're going to see people that are going to be attacked. I and mean, we've already seen one that's going to be an even worse for that person on there. Mm -hmm. People that have things in their background, especially if it's physical, if there's altercations and things like that, are going to come out in big time. They're going to be tied into to her. And I think residents are tired of that. They're tired of anybody with a past. It doesn't mean you're a bad person. 
okay? But it means that there's a higher standard for the city. Right. So I think that she did a couple of things. Yes, she accidentally got on there. Yes, she was recalled. But yes, she united our city. Mm -hmm. And she's going to make it harder for other people. They, they, you're right. They're going to be emboldened because if she can get in, but now we've raised the level and saying we're going to vet you and we're going to talk about you right. and you better have your ducks in order. And, and I think it also means that we need better quality candidates right. because, you know, I remember I was talking to Alex Dominguez back, you know, earlier today. And I remember years ago when, you know, 10, 12 years ago, we would have these civic leaders. Uh, people heavily involved in the community, and they were naturals to serve on the city council, yeah. to run for the city council. We don't really have that anymore. Right. Now we're getting people who are coming out of left field, who join a service club, who do a little bit of volunteering, they take some photos, and now they decide to run for city council, but we don't know who they are. Right. And I don't know if, I, I don't know why, maybe they're, they're scared of, of all the nonsense going on at City Hall, but I feel like we've had a lack in quality candidates lately. Well, Eric, on your page here, underneath that, mm -hmm. who is Timothy Horn? Mm -hmm. That I'm still flabbergasted that he is on the Downey City Council. Mm -hmm. I'm not making any aspersions no. to him. But we don't know who he is. Because I've never met him yeah. in my years, and I'm sorry, I've been involved in the community. And some of his answers there to Alex Dominguez was, oh, I'm going to be serving as an apprentice, mm -hmm. and, and so forth. This is my apprenticeship, and et cetera, et cetera. I'm sorry, that's not who I want on my city council. Right. And I'm still disappointed that I think it would have almost been better to leave the seat open. Yeah. But, um, so I think that's exactly what you're talking about. Mr. Horn probably is a very nice man. Sure. And I, I think I have anybody that wants to at least try, but you're right. right. You're it's such a big right. responsibility yeah. serving on the city council. Yeah, yeah. so anyway. Interesting, so, so okay, so, so moving forward, the seat, District 3 is going to remain open. Uh, through November, November there'll be a special mm -hmm. election, and then that person will serve for one year until right. just to finish Catherine Alvarez's um, original term. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Here's here's some inside baseball. Catherine Alvarez cannot run for that seat mm -hmm. in November. Mm -hmm. Okay. But ironically, she can run mm -hmm. for it in November 2024. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because the recall lawsuit, you can't. Once you've been recalled, she can't run for it. But mm -hmm. she can in the future. So that's kind of interesting. Mm -hmm. And and the way that our term limits are in the city, uh, you can only turn in your papers officially to uh, the city clerk twice mm -hmm. to run. Um, so there's going to be a lot of people. That seat is going to remain. Excuse me, going to right. remain open. I think there's going to be a lot of activity. I hope we do. I hope we have four or five people. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm sure you're going to vet them. We're going to invite them all here, and we're going to vet them in a mm -hmm. different way. Uh, but at least we're going to be able to talk about it. I think what happened because of Catherine, I don't think will ever happen again that there's not a lot of talk on it. I, I, the former mayors have committed to that. We've mm -hmm. all said this cannot happen again. We took our mm -hmm. eye off the ball. You have in the newspaper, I think all of us in the entire community, and they call themselves Ocean Eleven. It's that group that, that did the recall for Catherine. How are they just so passionate? I love these ladies. Um, but yeah, so it's going to be interesting what happens now. And yeah. then there's also going to be the opening for District 1. Mm -hmm. Okay, this Mr. Horn is going to serve until November. 
So we're going to have two seats mm -hmm. available in the Downey City Council Absolutely. without an incumbent mm -hmm. for the first time in a long time. I don't, yeah. I don't remember the last time we didn't have an incumbent in two seats. Right. So what are your thoughts on that? It, it, it's, I, you know, I, I feel like it's one election after another, but I think it really, you know what I want to see? It, it, we're going to have two new council members, but it really means that our current council, which is Mayor Claudia Frometa, uh, Mayor Pertev, uh, Mario Trujillo, and Councilman Hector Sosa, I would really like to see them come together and kind of unite in the best interest of Downey. I would too. Because right now they don't seem to agree on much. Right. And I think if they actually started to agree and put Downey first ahead of any of their own uh um, ideologies, right. I think Downey would really benefit. Right. What we really need right now is that unity on the city council. Absolutely. And, and we haven't had it. We, we didn't have it on the appointment of Mr. Horn, although at the end it was like kind of like, okay, none of the above kind of thing. So, And that's the but, thing with, 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 with now Councilman Horn, we don't know which way he, he swings. We right. don't know what his leanings are. We which don't know crazy. what his vision is. It's crazy that at least that over a five-minute interview, they made the decision to appoint him mm -hmm. without knowing anything else because his answers were only about lighting and parking, lighting and parking, and parking, school and district, and the, and the yeah. school district, which mm -hmm. has nothing to do with the city. But yeah. the interesting thing is, I think Catherine being recalled, I think that's going to hurt uh, Mario Trujillo because that was his ace in the hole. She would do that whatever she him. would do whatever he wanted. To the fact that she made a motion, it was seconded by Hector uh, Sosa for another candidate, mm -hmm. and then when Mario Trujillo kind of warned him, okay, I would draw my motion. Yeah. So Catherine Alvarez was, Mario Mario knew he had the votes mm -hmm. on things because he always had her in his back pocket. Sure. So I think now, that's why I kind of liked it that it would have only been three people, yeah. because I think then they would have had to. There was one meeting last month where it was only the three of them. Catherine mm -hmm. didn't show up to a meeting like normal, right? Or like she did a lot. And you know what? They got along. Yeah. They actually worked together. Mm -hmm. I like that. Right. Okay. And so now, the way it should be. So the way it should be. So I'm hoping Mr. Horn yeah. but if he goes towards Mario Trujillo's view on things, we're gonna have the, the eight votes vote. two to two. You know, so same that's all. Vote. But yeah. you're absolutely right. I think the city council needs to work together and uplift their game and say, what's in the best interest of the city, not just because I want that. Yeah. So, And I think that's going to be important for the mayor and the mayor pro tem to also get along and, and keep moving forward. Absolutely. Uh, so, yeah, historical. 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 I'm, I'm coming at it from a newspaper's perspective, and I've been here 20 years, never seen anything anything like this before. I've always heard, you know, sometimes it'll be rumblings that, you know, we should recall this person. Never, it, it never advanced, it never progressed. Yeah. This actually happened. She was recalled overwhelming fashion. It just is kind of incredible. Any closing thoughts? Well, first of all, what happens next? You know, yeah. she's still on the council until the uh, until the the uh, county certifies it. They're going to certify it. There'll be another tally comes up on Friday tomorrow. Uh -huh. There'll be another one next Thursday. Uh, they'll certify it, I believe, February 10th, and then goes to the city council on the February 14th meeting. Uh -huh. So today is what's today's date? Uh, today is Thursday the 2nd yeah. uh, when we're taping this. So she'll be on the council for another 12 days. Yeah. I hope they already 
you know, blocked her credit card or city credit card and everything else on there. Yeah. But she will forever. Uh, so, yes, yeah, so it's going to happen one more time. Yeah. The city council after the county will vote and then she's gone. She can't come back in there. But, yeah. you know, she will always be infamous in our city. Mm -hmm. She There's only been two disgraced council people mm -hmm. in our city. Uh, Luis Marquez that mm -hmm. abandoned his job when... The whole, scandal. the whole scandal with the baby mama brought, uh, you know, there. Mm -hmm. But he just left. For six mm -hmm. months, he left uh, and, and so forth, where they literally, uh, Alex Saab was mayor, Rick Rodriguez, they helped, it was on the council. They literally had to tell, help the staff pack up his boxes mm -hmm. after the next six months when he was finally gone. Mm -hmm. So that was, you know, it was just awkward and mm -hmm. it was embarrassing for the city of Downey. So that was like the first scandal we ever yeah. had in our history. And now she will be forever tied in with Luis Marquez as a scandalous moment in our city. It's her, it's her legacy. Now. It is her legacy. The, the well, first council then, member recalled. It, the first council member recalled. Mm -hmm. And then, we, well, and actually you had Sean Ashton abandon mm -hmm. his seat. It, his even that promotion. wasn't. That wasn't scandalous. Yeah, I wouldn't say he, he resigned. He I resigned. Wouldn't say, it wasn't yeah. scandalous. There, who, who knows what happened. Right. But this is, I think, <laughs> on a whole other level. Yes. Yeah, yeah, this is it. So anyway, so that's coming up. Um, okay. So we finished the recall. want to talk really quickly about a historic date in our country happened this week. And uh, yesterday was the 20-year anniversary, February 1st, 2003, was the first year 20-year anniversary of the space shuttle disaster. Yeah. And Downey uh, has a, a, a legacy tie-in with the, the Columbia Space Shuttle. It was a tragic day 20 years ago. But we have the Columbia Space Memorial Center. That is the, uh, the official... Uh, memorial for the space shuttle, the Columbia Space Shuttle. Yeah. Congress unanimously passed that. So the official memorial for the Columbia is here in the city of Downey. And we carry that uh, with pride, with honor, with dignity, and we try to uh, give tribute to uh, through their legacy. Yeah. Uh, the, the Space Center had a very nice ceremony Saturday uh, honoring the astronauts who, who passed away. You know what? Uh, where where were you on the day of the, of the I, I was on, I'll we never were? forget that I was on the freeway. I yeah. mean, being from Downey, you always know our history. I always love our history. You know me. I'm a big space guy. I was on the freeway when you heard it. And it was 16 seconds from coming. And it, it came apart everywhere over Texas and yeah. all this. And I'm driving home as fast as I could because I was kind of in shock. Yeah. Because, I mean, we had the Challenger uh, 20 years earlier almost. So this was, it almost became routine. Mm -hmm. And and that's kind of sad that yeah. space travel becomes routine. But it, it hit me. It was like a punch in the stomach. And I knew some of the astronauts that were on that. Uh, and they were so close. They had been doing some tests. And some of the pictures they've been sending down, some mm -hmm. human pictures. It was awesome. It was yeah. a beautiful mission. Uh, and then that happened. So, yeah, I'll never yeah. forget that moment. It's one of those things. I was at a restaurant in, in Downey. Uh, now it's, it's Yoli's right now over on Lake Winnegalton. Oh, I forget little, what it was. One, yeah. yeah, a little small restaurant. Yeah. Um, at, at the time, they were selling like fruits, and you know, I was, I was eating a fruit salad. They had a TV on. It, it felt surreal. Yeah. I remember happening. I remember thinking this is like a significant moment in our country's history, and it was a, it was a little bit of disbelief yeah. because you would think now in this day and age with our technology this kind of stuff doesn't happen anymore right. and they were they were so close to arriving home right. it, it, it was shocking you know what impressed me was how quickly the space center really was built and came about 
because normally, you know, if, if it's a government project, it takes it could take a, a couple of decades. Yeah. But now it, it happened really it quickly. I, I came on the council in 2006. Obviously, mm -hmm. the disaster happened in 2003. I was mayor in 2009 when we opened it. Mm -hmm. uh, and it was it was something that we knew as a community. And the city of Downey built it. City of Downey operates it. We knew it was part of who we are. Yeah. And then when we brought in the Challenger Center uh, upstairs on their, you know, all the fifth graders throughout the uh, Los Angeles County area come in to visit uh, our space center and actually do hands-on uh, STEM work. But you know, the, the most important thing is we wanted to, number one, continue on their legacy and show our respect for who we are and what the, uh, the Columbia, um, what they losing their lives on behalf of our country. Yeah. But we also wanted to make sure that we continue to entice future astronauts, future scientists, uh, future engineers, yeah. future mathematicians, all those things that help put man on the moon and if anybody ever has to question, what did we get from putting people on the moon? What do we get from space travel? Then, then you need to do a lot more research. It's, it's, there's so many things and benefits that we get. So yeah. I'm proud of our Downey history. So two little quick things. The Columbia was also the very first uh, shuttle to fly. Okay, it, it was the, the, the number one. So when you ever see a photo of the sh space shuttle flying and the rocket boosters next to it uh, are white, you can say that's the Columbia mm -hmm. because the rocket boosters being white were only used in one flight and mm -hmm. that was on, on, on the Columbia. Interesting. Because what they did is they found out that painting the rocket boosters white, mm -hmm. okay, the paint weighed mm -hmm. 5,000 pounds. Mm -hmm. So they're like, why are we gonna waste it? Uh -huh. So anyways, so it's a good, it's an interesting, interesting. trick. If you ever yeah. see that with the two white, and I have some photos in there, uh, there's, hey, yeah. that's the Columbia, you're gonna win yeah. a bet. But um, anyway, so the Columbia is special to us and we appreciate it and uh, uh, come by and see it. Uh, there's Check a lot it of out, things. yeah, because you know, I think there's still a lot of people for who, for whatever reason, haven't visited the yeah. space center you know also shout out to ben dickow the yeah. director yeah because you know the space center struggled when it first opened and it went through a couple of directors it wasn't until ben was hired that it really kind of hit its stride one of the proudest things i got to be help part of the interview process to hire oh, ben that's, he's yeah. been he's and been an incredible person and there's even oh, we'll do another episode because i know there's growth plans and in, in the works and they're going to be expanding and doing a lot of great things um but it's it's a beautiful tribute yeah. To, to yeah there's a lot of things the on there i serve as the treasurer for the columbia space foundation uh for the space center and you're right and, and we'll talk it again that's another one yeah. on there we'll have models and photos yeah. but we own the full-scale mock-up of the space shuttle the city we the city of downey owns it and we're going to put it into a building and that's going to mm -hmm. be some expansions and so yeah. forth so anyway stay tuned for part of our history by the way you know what the sts uh, stands for because the Columbia that flight the disaster flight unfortunately uh -huh. is STS 107 mm -hmm. so STS means space transportation system okay so that's uh, that's that's what they were all called on there for that so the Columbia originally was you know STS I think one mm -hmm. one 
uh, and then of course 107. So and there's some that their numbers come out. So it's a little bit of tidbit from a space nerd like yeah. me, but I love that. So. Yeah. Okay. Busy week, Mario. It was good talking to you. Yes, it was great talking to you. Exciting yeah. week. All kinds of fun. Uh, stay tuned. Our next show uh, that'll come on on this, we're going to talk to uh, the founder and the director. Father Khan is coming up in our community, and we're going to talk a little bit about that and interview uh, exactly what the process is and what is Father Khan. So we'll do that on our next episode, uh, and that'll be coming up. So yeah. anyways, congratulations on your historic <laughs> red front page. I'm you know, excited. I appreciate it for us. For, from a news standpoint, it was just a really big news week for us. And yeah. so we were – I'm glad that Downey has a newspaper to cover it. So. Well, that makes all the difference in the yeah. world. That's why Scandal doesn't uh, doesn't come to Downey as very often because yeah. you guys report. So yeah. anyway, so listen, uh, thank you to our sponsor, Financial Partners Credit Union. Uh, they're big – by the way, their, their uh, CEO, uh, Nader, is also the CEO of the Columbia Memorial Space mm -hmm. Center. So uh, there's a lot of tie-in because they're – their history is part of Downey's history. For over 80 years, they've been in our city, uh, and they do a lot of community things. So they're putting their time and effort for that community. So thank you, Financial Partners, yeah. for always being our sponsor and being a big part of the city of Downey. So yeah. thanks for listening to Talking Downey with Mario and Eric. <laughs>